You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know who Herman Melville is? I, I do know who Herman Melville is. He wrote Godzilla. I, I don't know anything about that, but he's the one guy standing in our way from the top uh, Google <laughs> search result when you search apathetic enthusiasm. Really? Yeah, so I, I feel like with our efforts combined, we can, we can destroy Herman Melville. Whoever, who, who, I don't know who he is, but if he's listening... We're coming for you. We're we're gonna get you, Herman Melville. We are going to take you out. We are gonna we're gonna make sure you are dead. <laughs> All right, hey, good morning everyone, or evening, or afternoon. If you're listening to this podcast at four in the morning on a Thursday, we're glad you're here. We are so glad. If you are if you're at the butt crack of dawn, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> then that is that's an awful day for you. But regardless of when you're listening, welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. I'm Travis. Woo! I'm Brandon. Uh, there are several ways that you can get in touch with the show. You can email us at apatheticenthusiasmshow at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com/apatheticenthusiasmshow, and there's Twitter at apathusiast. Uh, and check us out on Meerkat. We're, we're we're still we're still goofing around with that a little bit. We're we're still it's a it's a work in progress. It's a Meerkat in progress. Is that yeah, is that something? I, I don't know. It's it's all it's all so new and exciting. It's all relative, right? To the prairie dog. Meerkat's prairie dog, right? Same thing. I think no? it's the same thing. I don't know. I've never been to a zoo. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about this week, Brandon? Uh, this week we got we have a special episode. I like to think they're all kind of special, but this is especially special. I like to think so as well. I also like to think that the jet that is getting prepped in the background is special. Well, listen, when you're a jet, you're a jet, (laughs) and you can bet. You can... We're we're still recording this, okay. You can bet your bottom dollar (laughs) that a jet is a jet, and that's the... Get. <laughs> Just to clarify, neither of us are super familiar with West Side Story. Oh, oh, is that is that what that's from? <laughs> yeah, you are clearly more familiar with it than I am. <laughs> what uh, are we What are we talking about this week, Brandon? We're talking about a new game that's coming out, Upsilon Circuit. All right. And we're also going to talk about a new 
old movie. Uh, but it's not new, really a new movie, a movie that's almost 30 years old. It's new to some of us in this room. Travis. <laughs> uh, we're going to introduce a the new... The book was better. We're going to introduce a new section to our to our podcast. We don't, we don't have, like many of our bits, we don't have a title for it yet. Right. We know this, this isn't going to happen every week, but... It might not happen every month. It might not happen every year. We don't have a timeline set. We're not gonna. We're not gonna limit we're ourselves. We played it fast and loose here on Apathetic Enthusiasm. <laughs> but, but we're get, we're gonna do our our Netflix rewatch uh, review of The Running Man. So ooh, stay tuned for that. The it's 1987 gonna, Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, classic. Steeped in cheese. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the this Upsilon Circuit game. Now this is a this is a new video game. It's still in development. Um, PAX East a few weeks back. Uh, they they featured the game there at, at that uh, convention. Uh, tell me a little bit about sort of the premise behind this this video game. So the essential premise behind the game is you have multiple teams of people who are trying to get um, through this dungeon of increasingly dangerous monsters, and you're trying to get um, like crystals to. You're like a treasure hunter essentially. Okay. Now. Uh, this game, unlike what you would consider a MMO that would have lots of servers, lots of slots for, for players, this game runs on one server. Yes. Eight eight slots. That's it. That That's it. The reason that is, is the game features a permadeath system. Now, for those of you who play games out there, you might think, oh, permadeath. Uh, you might think of Diablo where you start a character in hardcore mode, you you level them up, and if you die once, then that character is gone forever. Yeah, for that, me this is this is Minecraft on hard hardcore mode, where it immediately deletes your 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 world save yes. if you die, yes. and it becomes super stressful. Um, <laughs> I think I've I've only played one hardcore uh, Minecraft game, and the whole time I'm like hiding in blocky corners like <laughs> oh i don't want that creeper to get me you you, you mine like two blocks at yeah. night i'm like all right that's enough <laughs> that, that's I enough need to go take some some heart medication <laughs> and <laughs> go lie down it's like it's like uh when i used to play doodle jump a lot <laughs> doodle jump is a, is a, a little very, bit of a throwback it's a very permadeath type game because as soon as you get as soon as you die you're you're dead and i can I, never catch up to, to be honest, jump. I don't think Doodle Jump has any permadeath relevance at all. Well, well, I I kind of compare it to they they call it like the rogue like games now, where uh, like Binding of Isaac. I don't know if you've played that, but it's you you start the game, you go through procedurally generated dungeons, and if you die, you die, and then you have to start all over again. Okay, so permadeath. In a traditional sense, means you don't get to play whatever save you are on, whatever world you are in. You know that's that's right. if you get one shot at that. You got one shot. Don't miss Up- your chance to blow. Upsilon Circuit is different in the way that it's not one run through and then you got to start over. It's permadeath. You die in this game. You don't get to play it again. Correct. So. Here's here's where this permadeath system comes in. You Travis already mentioned the single server 
that the eight it's like eight slots, I think. For, yeah, eight slots. Uh, four, two teams of four, I think, end up on the server at any given time. So the way this permadeath works is it's almost like a, a, a game show, if you will, uh, featuring a video game. So if you're selected for one of these teams, you and your team go through the dungeon. You're, you're collecting treasures. You're killing monsters. And where the difference is um, if you die in this, you, you never play the game again. Right, you're out. You you have had your one your one chance to play through and be an actual participant. In the right, game. you are a participant, and when you when you die, never play it again. And then somebody from the audience who's watching comes in and fills fills that place. Yeah, I think I think that's the important thing that we need to clarify. Like, this game is meant to appeal to the Twitch audience, the people that go online and watch live playthroughs of games or even recorded playthroughs of games this is this is meant to be an audience participation sort of video game so yeah you have the eight people that are in the game actually controlling the characters but what the developers are doing is trying to create this audience that is equally as invested in what's going on yes. as they watch um xp in the game is not actually the, the, spent the, by the people playing. Right, right. The, the players don't spend the XP. The audience actually uh, assigns the XP to the players and determines how they're leveling up. Right. I, th- I think this is where it becomes really, you know, something new and something interesting where you can not just stream a game to people and have them watch. And um, there was the Twitch Plays Pokemon yeah. um, event where... Basically, the people watching just dis- made decisions on like what cards are being played and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Audience participation, great. Here, you're really. I I would I would say it's we we, t- we talk about it being a video game, but we have to get away from thinking of it as as like a traditional video game where you go to the store, you buy it, and you're like, all right, cool, I'm gonna play through it. Blah blah blah. It's not a, a traditional video game in that sense. It's almost. Um, right, that's where you say it's more like a game show. People are, are right. watching it and watching other people participate in it. It's, you know, I I, I liken it to like Price is Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, Travis, come on down. You're the you're the next contestant. You you run down one dollar. <laughs> you son of a bee. <laughs> you uh, <laughs> um, two dollars. That's, <sighs> that's how you that's how you get around that one. Every um, time, Drew, I'm sorry. And, you know, and so then they, they get up on the stage and uh, they ask Drew, Drew Carey, not Bob Barker, because that's, that's old school. Like, like, oh, how much, how much should I, how much should I, I bet on this? Oh, no, no. $20. Oh, oh, don't, 20, 20, 20, 20, 30, 38. Oh, 38, 38. Drew. You're drunk. <laughs> uh, sir, I, I chose 38 already. Um, but you know, that, that kind of like, there's that audience participation there. Uh, Meanwhile, Drew's like, just take the putter and hit the ball. I don't know why people are shouting at you right now. Hole in two. Um, but yeah, so this, this is an aspect of the game that I question how it's going to be executed because Mm -hmm. obviously as, as a game developer, you want to make a great game, but you also have to market it. You have to somehow make money off of it. Right. So they're talking about 
the servers only being up for maybe a couple hours a day and just making making this game be like a planned event. Hey, Friday for two hours, the game is up, participate, watch. We're going to have people come in. Active audience members are going to have a better chance of getting it to control an actual character. They're right. they're going to they're gonna look at things like that. My question is how do you how do you make money off that? Do you do you have to sell to the audience members to be able to let them participate? Is it is it is it all ad funded? Are they are they going to have to run ads on the streams in order to to make revenue? Like what I I I would think they just do it based off advertisements. Yeah. If you if you if you get if you get enough people in there as as an audience, that ad ad revenue just goes straight yeah. through the roof. Um. Um. But uh, where where I want to go with that? Um, about marketing it. Okay. It it kind of reminds me back a couple years ago on xbox they they were trying to do this kind of like this audience participative participative gaming okay so they had like one versus a hundred. Oh right that was the that was the game show that was like on nbc hosted by bob saget yes and, um, and they actually they had an xbox version where you uh anybody on xbox could be just in the audience playing along with with the with whoever with the, the contestant one. was right yeah and you uh, eventually, you know, you could be the one, or you could be part of the actual 100. Right. Right. Um, but so there was that kind of sense, like maybe, oh, maybe I'll get picked for the one. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's incentive for people to watch and participate, hoping that they get their one chance to play in this game. Yeah. Um, so, so it's a similar feel to that. You have you have the the wide audience who. It's just they're waiting for that chance to pop in there. And then and then you also have the people that maybe have already had their one chance but are just interested in the game and interested in how they've played. So yeah. they they're they're committed now. They want they wanna Yeah. See how things play out, see how other people play, see see the differences in play styles, things like that. Right. And when you when you see the differences in play style you know from a watcher of Legends of the Hidden Temple <laughs> and like Nick Arcade. I don't know if you ever watched Nick Arcade. I, I, I've seen a few Nick Arcade episodes. Where as a kid, you're sitting on your couch or on your floor or in... Beanbag chair. A, a lounge chair, a swing set, whatever your sitting device. I don't know how is. your living room was set up as a kid. <laughs> I'm not about to Waiting assume. pool. <laughs> um, you sit there and watch TV and you're watching these these kids try to get through the the temple guards, and you're like, just just put the the monkey head on. <gasps> you turn it around. Turn, oh. That temple guard is he's, he's dead. He's, he's gonna oh need my, his ambulance. Oh my oh. god! Come on, Olmec, help us out here. You win a huffy bicycle. <laughs> 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 and 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 you're like, I can do this so much better than these these kids. But then you you know then if you get on a stage, if you, you get that chance, you're like, oh, I don't I don't I don't know how to cross the river. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think there'll be a similar feel in that. I'm, I'm really interested getting back to the, the perma perma death part of this game. As people start to get the opportunity to play, I think you're going to have two different styles, right? You're going to have people that are super conservative in yeah. their play style 
and they're like, this is my one chance. I don't want to risk things. I'm going to maybe hold back. I'm going to take every encounter very carefully and methodical. Yeah. And then you have people that are like, I'm only playing this once. I'm not super invested in it. So just Leroy Jenkins through the whole thing and, and yeah. see, see what happens. Well, yeah. And you have to think about what the, what the motivation would be to actually win as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I yeah. mean, you talk about we're we're relating this to a game show. There's prizes that you get for winning a game show. What is the incentive to do well in this game other than just other than be like I got further than anybody else has gotten. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think you can just throw a leaderboard up and say, "Well, look how high this guy got. He's right. he's our best player to date." Right. Maybe, maybe that is the case. But I, I don't I don't see that being a, a driving force. And and I'll also throw this out there. They we talk about the the perma perma death. It might also have like a upsilon circuit all stars like they do with Survivor and <laughs> right. We're know? bringing back the best eight <laughs> players from 2015 for an upsilon circuit all star match <laughs> live in Korea. We're putting it in a. In an auditorium, come come view it live. Eight men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> um, my my wife she made the joke. I was telling her about it. I was like, it's permadeath, blah blah blah. She's like, she doesn't play games, so she doesn't know what I'm talking about. Like, well, you only you only play the game once, and then you can never play it again. And she's like, maybe they're actually killing them off. <laughs> like, well, no, I mean it's it's a game. She's like. But what if? <laughs> what if she's they're killing like 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 in the in the user license agreement that nobody reads and they just scroll through like in yeah. there like three quarters of the way down they're like, by the way, when you do die, you are dead. Two men will will show up at your house and kill you. <laughs> they by, will dispose of the body your family will not know. By clicking accept, you purchase a plane ticket <laughs> for two assassins. <laughs> That would get really expensive. I'm it, just saying. It really. I mean, you'd need a lot of ad revenue for that. <laughs> so, but it's 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 Shyamalanic. Shyamalama. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, it's it's an exciting idea, and I think especially as watching games becomes more popular, the most popular YouTube channels are all gaming channels. So, yes. um, Twitch is 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 really popular. I think this is something that could catch on. And especially if it's a scheduled thing, you know, hey, Friday night, we're watching this game. And then Saturday night, we're going to participate in another one. And, yeah. and you could kind of really start generating a, a different type of interactive, you know, media. Yeah. Uh, through this process. You know, ga- gaming as a sports event, I know, I know a lot of people out there like games as, as sports. Oh, there, sports I mean, games? it's becoming huge now. You, I mean, uh, League of Legends, Call, yeah. Call of Duty tournaments. I went, to, I, mean, I went to the championship in Korea, and it was it was a huge event. Right, so it's it's not unrealistic. You you can you can go to you can go to Twitch and you can see you know people playing games there. Uh, my friend Grab a Pint over at Grab a Pint Gaming on YouTube, he has a channel where he uh, he plays games and he uh, comments on them as he goes along, and it's really it's really good. It's really interesting to watch. Right, yeah, I, he's he supported the show here you know, since the beginning. And I think, uh, we love you. We, we love you. Thank you so much. For love you. Grab you a point. Point. But so we, we talk about this, this game show aspect of, you know, the, this, 
this spectator sport mm-hmm. of gaming, um, which w- is actually kind of what our movie of the week or month, whatever our time frame is, <laughs> Running Man. Right. Yeah. So, um, f- hopefully, you guys got a chance to watch Running Man this week on Netflix. If you didn't, a little bit of background. Uh, Running Man was a film uh, came out in 1987, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. The Swartz. And uh, Swartz is with you. <laughs> at face value, it's a violent, dystopian, sci-fi-ish Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It, it, and it's actually much like other Schwarzenegger films. Its source material is a much serious, more serious affair. <laughs> right. Uh, this is based on a book by Stephen King, AKA Richard Bachman. It was his, his other pen name that he would write short stories. His and, pseudonym. His pseudonym. Um, I actually got a chance to read this when I was relatively young yeah. and really liked the story. Uh, for whatever reason, never watched the movie, uh, until preparation for this podcast. You, you'd you'd said that you you'd watched a little bit as a kid. So but... I think after reading the book and I was like, this story is awesome. I really liked sort of the way this guy who in in the book it he 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 volunteered for this game show for financial reasons really. Like huh. he was he was poor and uh, everybody was kind of impoverished and the way that people tried to make money was to go on these ridiculous life-threatening game shows uh, for yeah. entertainment. Yeah. And he just happened to get picked up for the most popular show, the running man. And it was all about how he was kind of tricking this, this media corporation and all this stuff. So it, I really like the book. I'm like, let's check out the movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger, like the first like 10 minutes of the movie, I was like, all right. <laughs> so the main character is, now, like, instead of just this guy that's down on his luck, he's an ex-military like military pilot who is wrongfully accused of something, mm-hmm. and the whole government is out to, like, make a villain out of him. He breaks out of prison, and then, through a series of events, ends up getting basically forced onto this game show. On this game show, The Running Man. The year is 2017 in the movie. 2017. It's, it's so, so close. We're, we're close. We're almost there. Hoverboards are, are this year. Running Man Running Man, two years. Two years from now. Uh, basically, the government runs the media, and everybody is required to watch TV. They, they pipe TV out onto billboards throughout the slums and, and throughout the, the country. Um, the most popular show is The Running Man, which they take criminals and convicts ex-cons and they and volunteers who just want to earn cash and prizes (laughs) uh and they put them into like what is it 40 square blocks of of just busted down city and then they're hunted by uh what were they called the they're called the stalkers yeah um i think in the book they're called hunters but yeah and and so so basically these these running men are just trying to see how long they can survive before they're killed. In this film, they make the mistake of sending in Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
Oh, they shouldn't. They shouldn't have done that. Um, the so Arnold Schwarzenegger's character is is appealing to the show's producer, right? The host and uh, producer of The Running Man, because he's a big guy. He's strong. He's he's gonna put up a fight, right? He's gonna yeah. generate ratings for the show. Uh, he's what not, he, he's not, he's not a scrawny you or I, right? He's <laughs> or me. I don't I don't know that we would make it through the first round of The Running Man. Let's <laughs> no, I. Uh, in they send him into the city block by sending him on this, this huge slide in this this metal roll cage. <laughs> we would pass out on the slide. We down. wouldn't. We wouldn't survive in that. <laughs> like, oh, and my head would just explode. <laughs> All right, uh, next contestant, please. Um, so the premise of the show: they're being hunted. You have these stalkers. Very much reminiscent to what you would see now with like the Hunger Games series, right? It's yeah. it's almost the same idea where you have this elite um, sort of upper class of society that is taking advantage of the folks that can't provide for themselves and watching them kill each other for sport. Uh, yeah, the the similarities with, with Hunger Games are there. I, I think that's uh, a pretty old theme i guess yeah I like mean, they had like death race back in the, the 70s uh right this i think i think they're they're keying in on this thought that it's so terrible the thought of um you know hunting hunting other human beings that let's let's play on that with it the being most, the most dangerous game right yeah and it's this society has gotten so far off from our sensibilities that now they're they're cheering as someone is being hunted right for sport uh to to quell the masses let's let's focus their attention on something else let's focus their attention on the the violence right yeah i i find it really interesting um there's a lot of themes in this movie about propaganda and the media kind of spinning uh stories to they 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 make uh arnold schwarzenegger's character into the butcher of bakersfield (laughs) yeah um and and they recut all this uh, surveillance footage to make it look like he's this mass murderer. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I was I was intrigued with the whole because um, at the beginning of the movie they they show how he gets arrested, why he gets arrested. He's a helicopter pilot, and his commanding officers tell him to fire on the populace below. And in Arnold fashion, he's I'm not a, gonna do it. There are women and children down there. <laughs> uh, and so he doesn't he doesn't do it so uh, he fights back and then they end up arresting him and then killing all the women and children and then they kill all the women and children uh, you you see later when they're starting to call him the butcher of bakersfield they edit that that scene to just take out all the parts where he says i'm not going to do it uh, and they the his commanding officer that narration changes to no no don't don't do there, it there's women and children down there don't do it and Arnold's like, shut off. <laughs> you know? And then they just put a bunch of explosions and fire in there, and it makes him look like a terrible person. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought I thought that was interesting because it's it it even from you know you get into film theory, there's the talk about like how you edit a scene changes the meaning of it. Um, and so they you know they did that in in those right. Comparisons. Yeah. It's and that carries on throughout even the episode, I guess, of The Running Man. Uh, that they're running where they will show stuff that happens 
in a different way. Um, when they show his arrest, uh, when he's trying to escape to Hawaii in that terrible Hawaiian shirt, (laughs) um, which he should have been arrested just for that shirt. Let's be honest. But, um, he didn't hurt anyone, even the hostage that he had at the time. He didn't, you know, he, yeah. he's just trying to escape clean. So then they edit in footage of like dead people, dead people. You know, like, Oh, he killed two people on the way out of there and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, just villainizing this guy even more. Yeah. And you know, they, they turn that against the villain at the end by, uh, they do their own editing and they, they put up a scene with Richard Dawson, who is a family feud and match game fame. Right. Uh, they they take scenes from him talking, saying, "Oh, look at this," and then it shows all the bad stuff that the government is trying to hide from the people. Right, the the underground uprising. They they they, they, they turn that they editing. do their own propaganda, it's their editing. own medicine. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, so let's talk let's talk about some of the cheesier aspects of the Running Man. Um, I want to start with the stalkers. We we get uh four. We get four, well, almost five different stalkers, really. Yeah. Um, each one is is themed. Yes. Uh, in in a unique way. Um, first we have Sub Zero. Sub Zero. Who is a Japanese <laughs> ice hockey themed villain. I mean, <laughs> his is his his hockey stick is is meant for high slicing. Uh, we we. T- we talk about like brainstorming sessions a little bit, but like I just picture a dartboard up in the writers' room with all these attributes, uh-huh. and they're just like throw a dart. <laughs> all right, he's gonna be a hockey player. Yeah. <laughs> Who is also a sumo wrestler? Mm. Um, <laughs> and he cuts a gong in half. Like <laughs> you know, it's just sort of ridiculous. Um, yeah. You also have. Following Sub Zero, you have Buzzsaw, Buzzsaw. and Dynamo. <laughs> yeah, Buzzsaw, I get. All right, Chainsaw Boy got chainsaws. Rides a motorcycle. It's big WWF. I don't get the motorcycle guy. part, but you know, whatever. He's like, all right, Dynamo. Let's talk about Dynamo for a second. He wears a light bright. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he sings opera. Yeah, and shoots electricity out of his his hands or something yeah Yeah. i'm sorry dynamo you you kind of got the short end of the stick (laughs) on on stalker attributes well i wouldn't say he got the short end of the stick that's Uh... that's what sub-zero had (laughs) um no and then there's there's the fire dude fireball fireball that's right we talk about the the cheesiness of of these these stalkers right but i think that goes back to like the game show spectatorship of of the whole the whole show, right? Right, you're creating these kind of special characters, these uh When when Sub-Zero when they first meet Sub-Zero, he immediately like comes up behind him and knocks him down. Easily could have killed him, right? Oh yeah. And I I, I said to my wife, I said, oh, he could have just done it right there. <laughs> Movie's over. And she had the wisdom to be like, well, it's a TV show. They have to do it for the ratings. You need they, the theatrics. They have right? to. They have to keep them alive. So I think this this theme, uh, this elemental theme, except the chainsaw, I guess, <laughs> uh, is is meant to to boost that theatricality of 
of the show in the in the film you know i i have this thought about you know you watch a movie and the plot runs through the way that it's meant to be and sometimes you live in that moment and you and you just take it for what it is yeah when my brain starts thinking about the running man and how successful this show was right in the episode we get to see with Schwarzenegger in there, mm-hmm. the first stalker is killed. Oh no. Unexpected. Right. Yeah. Got to move on to these next two stalkers. What happens in the other episodes where Arnie's not in there? Like, <laughs> like the sub zero roll out in the first 30 minutes and like decapitate a guy and they're like, all right, next week, next week on yeah. the running man. Yeah, like, is it, is it, I feel like the other episodes would be terrible if the stalker's just like the first stalker that comes out is like, I got him. All right, moving on to next well, week. Like, I, I think that goes back to the sub the sub zero observation. Like if you if you or I were to go in there, right? We'd be then, slipping around on then, the ice for he, at least then, 30, then, 40 minutes. Right? Exactly. He'd be playing with us. Uh-huh. At that point in the film, they are underestimating Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Right? Yeah, I'll give you that. So they're not they're not expecting him to to survive past the first guy, let alone the next two guys. Yeah, and I guess you could you could reason it away that if they kill someone in the first act of an episode of Running Man, you just bring on our new contestant, you know, and you can fill your three hours with just multiple slaughters instead of just the one. It's like when you watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, <laughs> and the dude gets out on like the first question about Pokemon. <laughs> He's like, oh, all right. Well, let's go back to our fastest finger. A quasi chew. Final answer. No, sorry. Answer is Pikachu. Yeah. Um, um. All right. So. But you know the so the the themed bad guys. I almost say it it goes it's similar wrapping this back around to a video game almost. You know you have. No. Yeah. It does have a video game. I mean, if yield to it. I don't remember when Mega Man came out. But Mega Man has Iceman and yeah, Woods all Man. these themed bosses that right. you have to fight, right? Mega Man is a great what, game. What's the cheesy, What's the yeah. arcade game um, from back in like the '80s, early '90s that uh, you were like on a TV show or something? You yeah, had to go. It's, it's Smash TV, Smash. right? Yeah, and that was that was actually that came out after Running Man. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So it was kind of along those lines, but in Smash TV, you're playing for games and prizes and money, <laughs> right? And you're just, and if you die, then you die. Well, you know. And, and you know, most games you were playing for the high score. This one, the high score was money. Okay. Air quotes, money. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it had that, that video game uh, sensibility to it. The last thing I wanted to say about it was... So the violence, right? Super violent. Uh, everybody in the studio audience of The Running Man, when when everything's on screen, they're like, "Woo, yeah, yeah, yeah that, right, get him, get him, until Kill that Running Man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, until until Ben Richards, Arnold Schwarzenegger, comes into the studio, and then everyone's like. Holy crap! <laughs> and they're like, they're all screaming and running out of the studio audience. So it's it's interesting. I I'm not saying this this film is a, a work of art, <laughs> but there's there's some interesting commentary in there about the our distance from violence. Right, the separation 
Right. Like if it if it's right in your face, if you're experiencing it, it's a much different experience than if you're just watching it on TV. Exactly. And even the, as the audience is running out screaming, there's there are people throughout the city. They they cut to images of people in the city that are watching, watching what's happening without, in the studio without any reaction on their yeah. face. Uh, you talk about the audience cheering for the stalkers and like, yeah, kill them, kill them. Yeah. And then there's this really dramatic shift every time Ben Richards kills a stalker where they're like, <laughs> yeah, get it. Oh, and they all like sit down. So they're like, Oh, <laughs> they got another one. Can I donate to his family? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like kill that other guy. Stalkers though, man, too far. <laughs> too, these, yeah. these guys are too good. What? Yeah. They're the good guys. I, I, there's so many little bits in this movie that I just, you know, cracked me up. When, when you have people standing in the audience and they're like getting handed prizes as yeah. someone is like fighting for their life, like take home the Running Man board game <laughs> to play it, you know, like which, which I want to play. <laughs> I want to be honest. Um, it just so many little things. There are so many one-liners mm-hmm. in this movie that are just they're awful. <laughs> I mean, um, what were some of the he Arnold Schwarzenegger uses I'll be back. He does. Like a couple times. This was after this was after Terminator. Right. So I mean But he had he had, he had a couple movies before uh between Terminator. So um but he had Commando in between mm-hmm. Terminator, he had Predator before. It's like he was before. trying to make it like his his multi movie, like we'll just use this. Yeah, it was almost he says I'll be back before he goes into the running man game. Right. Essentially. Like as he's being sh- shoved down this tube. Right. Um I don't know if this is true. This is just my opinion, but it's almost as if it's a wink and nod to uh, the audience, like like this is his celebrity. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. he's going into this this running man world, and he's going to become a celebrity in it. Okay. Yeah. You know, right. in in, yeah. in a, a weird in a weird way. Yeah. Every time that he kills a stalker, he has some one liner <laughs> yeah. to go with it. I started I started writing them down. Um, <laughs> Uh, for Sub Zero, he he kills him with like a razor wire, right? Uh-huh. And he's like, "Uh, it's a real pain in the neck." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, um, when Buzz saw, uh, and and if you if you didn't watch the the movie this week, I'm I'm spoiling all kinds of stuff for you. Go back, uh, pause the podcast and go to Netflix <laughs> to watch the movie. Um, uses Buzzsaw's chainsaw to cut him up the middle between the legs yeah and then said buzzsaw he had to split <laughs> uh and then fireball he, he uses two uh when he throws the flare and enemies like, how about a light <laughs> and then says what a hothead like <laughs> if you i mean that right there is enough for me to to watch this movie yeah and, uh, and when he when he dispatches the main bad guy in the film uh, he hits a billboard with the, the with a picture of himself on it. With a picture of himself on it, that hit the spot. Yeah, I I think if you did a tally, I think you're at least almost in double digits on one-liners <laughs> for this movie. So, uh, um, all in all, fun movie to rewatch. It's really campy, really cheesy. Uh, there's you, there's a fair amount of violence, fair amount of classic Arnold Schwarzenegger. You gotta appreciate the cheese, right? Um. Let us let us know what you think, guys. Let us know. Did you watch the movie? Are you a fan of this movie? Did you, you hate it? Have you ever seen it? Um, 
let us know what you think. You can you can uh, leave us a comment on Facebook or head over to iTunes. Give us a five star review and in the comments, let us know what you think about the Running Man. Yeah, guys, run run over to run your nearest <laughs> review uh, site. That's it for this week. We really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I'm Travis and I'm Brandon, and we will see you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.